If you've got a problem and you think that it's associated with your brain somehow, do not give up because it's possible to fix it. I mean, really don't give up. Go to NootropicsExpert.com and use the search function on it and just search for whatever it is that's bothering you. Or if you read something and you still don't understand and you've got a question, ask the question. There's no question that's too dumb for this because I just, I genuinely at this stage now just want to help people the way I was helped. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 584. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to the Positive Productivity Podcast. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and today I am so excited about the conversation that we're about to have with our guest, David Tommen. David, I didn't even ask you before because I was just on a roll. Is Tommen even the right way to pronounce your last name? Tommen. Tommen. Okay, listeners, you've heard me mess up last names before. You've heard me <laughs> mess up my own name. So David is an author and a nootropics, right? Nootropics. I know what nootropics are, but it's one of those words that you look at it. Have you ever looked at the word the, David, and wondered if you were actually spelling it properly? I haven't, but I have this question all the time about how do you pronounce nootropics? And some people pronounce it nootropics, like Noah in the Ark. Oh. And other people pronounce it nootropics, and I pronounce it nootropics, and I'm the nootropics expert, so I say it's nootropics, so let's stick with nootropics. Yeah, that works for me. But the double <laughs> O's like, could be confusing, because with new, you would expect N-U. But it's anyway. a made-up name. It's a, it's a made-up name, and I can tell you the history of the name if you like. Well, I would love that, but first I would love if you would introduce yourself to our awesome listeners okay. and tell them who you are and how you got to where you are today. My name is David Toman. I'm the author of NootropicsExpert.com, and I help people fix their brain. Right away. That's like <laughs> intrigued. <laughs> i got to tell got, you, listeners. I've got a couple of books <laughs> awesome. and a YouTube channel, and that's what I do fix your brain. I was sharing with David in our pre-chat, which is why I knew I just had to jump in. And that's why I forgot to ask proper pronunciation of his last name. I was telling him that I s switched my show up from a daily show about seven months ago to a twice a week show. But when I was doing the daily show, every other episode was solo. And I burnt my brain out with all those episodes. And David says, I can help you with that. Can we just jump into that? I want to know how you can help me with that and what nootropics, like dive in, enlighten those of us who aren't fully aware of what it is, please. Sure. Nootropics are simply a class of substances that improve brain function. And they're also referred to as neuroenhancers and cognitive boosters or memory enhancers. And they can be natural or synthetic. But experienced biohackers make a strict distinction between nootropics and smart drugs. I think that nootropics and smart drugs are two totally different things. Nootropics are natural substances. There's a few of them that can be synthetic. But smart drugs are things like that you need a prescription for, like Ritalin and Adderall and Modafinil and those kinds of things. And I generally don't talk about those unless I'm referencing them, if people are using them, and how they can support 
than with nootropics. So people use nootropics to improve focus and for motivation and for memory and mood and cognition. And nootropics can help people with PTSD and OCD and traumatic brain injury and ADHD is a big one. I've had some people ask me about autism and people that want to avoid things like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and nootropics can help and all that stuff. Now, the original word nootropic is relatively new. There was a guy named Dr. Cornelius Gurgea, who was from Mania. He's a psychologist and chemist. And Try he saying synth- that five times fast. <laughs> in, indeed. <laughs> he synthesized paracetam in 1963. And I think he was in St. Petersburg, Russia at the time when he did that. And um, I forget what he was looking to do with paracetam, but they found out that it helped improve brain function. And so in 1972, he coined the term nootropic. And it's derived from the Greek nu for mind and trepen to bend. So to bend the mind. Okay, David, you have me already filled with questions. Okay. My brain function needs to be fixed already because that was not proper grammar. (laughs) (laughs) But I have a bottle here on my desk of CBD oil. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking about how my kids, when they go to the gas station or the convenience store, they love to pick up energy drinks, which I might otherwise, you know, not allow mm-hmm. them to. There could be people who could argue that those increase brain function. So I would sure. love to know, do these fall underneath or CBD oil? And listeners, if you haven't heard me discuss it before, CBD oil has been awesome for my anxiety. So I just want to bring that in because when my anxiety is bad, I would have to say that my brain function is diminished. I classify CBD oil as a nootropic. Okay. And energy drinks, there are things in the energy drinks that are classified as nootropics like caffeine and taurine Mm. are our two examples. But CBD oil is particularly interesting. I did a, a full review on that on Nootropics Expert. It's been shown in the lab and through practical user experience to provide anti-anxiety and antidepressant effects, right? And it does that by enhancing serotonin and glutamate signaling via the 5-HT1A receptor in your brain. And it also provides antipsychotic effects, and they're related to its effects on increasing levels of anandamide in your brain. And it acts on CB2 receptors to provide anti-inflammatory responses in your brain cells. So there's a number of different ways that it helps. And it helps enhance GABA, which is the reason why it helps prevent seizures with some people. You said GABA? GABA. Okay. I am so sorry, David. But when you said that, all I could think is my littles watch a show called Hey Gabba Gabba, (laughs) which is so... (laughs) Which does not do anything for your brain function. Let me just tell you that. It just gets stuck in your head all day and makes you go a little loopy. I don't know what year it was, maybe 2016, 2015. I was struggling with anxiety really bad and Mm -hmm. I was approaching suicidal, you know, thoughts Mm -hmm. and somebody suggested CBD oil and I went and got some and immediately I just felt a rush. But there are other people who medicate with marijuana and I hold no judgment. I just want listeners to know I do not judge and I've seen amazing. I mean, there's videos on YouTube of people with Parkinson's who, you know, 
eat or smoke or whatever their form of ingestion is of marijuana. And it just takes this gentleman's shakes away. It's quite an amazing video. And mm-hmm. I cannot smoke pot. I would have to say that I'm allergic to it because it makes me even more anxious. I yeah. get you. I can't either. The thing about CBD is it helps prevent the psychotic-like effects that are yeah. induced by high doses of THC, mm-hmm. which is what's in the other thing that's included in marijuana. Can you repeat that one more time? Psychotic effects of THC? High doses of THC can produce psychotic-like effects wow. in some people. I had... Okay, so I just always thought it was a fluke with me because, you know, there's oh, there, there's all those movies and shows of, for lack of a better way, word, stoners, you know, sitting there being totally yeah. mellow. And that <laughs> is not the effect that I ever got. Listeners, I am fully admitting to smoking pot illegally because even here in Ohio, it is not legal. What are some other nootropics that people may be surprised about or may not even be aware of that are natural and are not prescribed? Mm, Caffeine is another classic one. Mm. People think that caffeine gives you a boost of energy, and that's not really how caffeine works. Caffeine is adenosine antagonist. Adenosine is part of adenosine triphosphate, which is ATP, which is the fuel for your mitochondria in each one of your cells, particularly your brain cells. And as adenosine builds up during the day, it makes you sleepy. That's how you get sleepy, as you you get more and more fatigued as the day goes on. Caffeine is an antagonist of that adenosine. Okay. Which influences acetylcholine and epinephrine and serotonin, and it boosts the use of dopamine in your brain as well. So it doesn't actually directly give you energy, but through its antagonistic effect on adenosine, it helps boost all of these other neurotransmitters, and it boosts the gene expression of brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which has been called the miracle grow for the brain. It's a protein in your brain that um, helps your brain regenerate new neurons. Hmm. and synapses and dendrites and axons. So caffeine helps do all that. And a lot of people, they just think of caffeine as cup of coffee. Right. But it does so much more than that. Another one. So can I interrupt you for a moment again? Sure. So for people who are, like, for nutritionists who are recommending, you know, lay off the caffeine, lay off the caffeine, it's really not a bad thing. To, to be drinking caffeine, but we may just want to watch how late we're drinking. Or do sure. we? Like, do we really need to, in your opinion? You do later on in the day because it's going to cause insomnia for most people. Mm-hmm. And if you take too much caffeine, it's going to cause the jitters. One of the classic and simplest nootropic stacks. I'll let you ask that question. What is a nootropic stack? But the simplest nootropic stack that's out there that you can use is caffeine and L-theanine because caffeine will give you the boost in energy that you're looking for through this mechanism of action that I talked about. And L-theanine helps take away the jittery part of that. Oh my gosh. I have a feeling that we had better keep this episode away from medical students and architecture students. (laughs) <laughs> because or else they will never sleep. I'll tell you that when I was going through the interior architecture program, that's what my degree was in. There would be weeks leading up to a critique where I would be up for three nights in a row. Mm. And 
I could feel my heart pounding out of my chest. My hands were shaking, which was no good when I was doing hand drafting. And yeah, I had the jitters, but I was on nonstop caffeine. Yeah. And you could have calmed that down with L-theanine. But the thing is about sleep is your body actually needs sleep. And you genuinely need between seven and nine hours of sleep mm-hmm. at night for a number of things. One is that's how your body repairs itself. But the other one is that's how you consolidate memories. Right. Memory consolidation happens during one of the stages of sleep. And if you don't get sleep, you don't consolidate memories. And if you use things like Ambien to help you sleep, you don't consolidate memories. So sleep is very, very important to brain health. I have never heard that about memories before. Mm. That is so interesting. That's when long-term memory is actually consolidated in your brain. I also have to admit, though, that I was 37 before I realized just how important sleep was. And that was my second bout of sleep deprivation. I mean, besides kids, five kids. I know a thing or two about sleep deprivation, but everybody was yeah. just saying, oh, you've got a newborn. That's just normal, you know. But I didn't realize that it was more than just being a new mom, you know. Yeah, uh, you really, really do need sleep. How did you get into this? That's a good question. I kind of fell into it. I've lived an interesting life. I've traveled all over the world. I've visited 45 countries. A couple of episodes ago, you talked to a guy who was a yacht broker. I think it was in California. He, I looked him up. He worked for Ardell. I worked as a yacht broker for a while in Fort Lauderdale. I lived in Antigua for nine years, and I helped build the first cellular telephone company in the Caribbean. I lived in England for a while, and I helped uh, when McDonald's was first getting started in England. I helped them build some stores in London. And during my adult life, at every performance review, my annual performance review, because I was always in executive positions one way or another, was, David, you're a fantastic manager. You're really good at this and that, but you've got to learn how to focus. And I just heard that literally every year. And so I bought the books on how to focus. And I read the courses and I just, I thought it was a moral failing. And then 13 years ago, I met this beautiful girl on the beach, and we got married. And not long after we got married, she saw what was going on and said, I want you to go and see this new psychiatrist that I met in Palm Beach. And this guy sat me down. Within 10 minutes, he said, you're adult ADD and PTSD. Now, the PTSD part, it took me 10 or 12 years to figure out where I think that came from. But the adult ADD was he prescribed Ritalin. And as soon as I started taking Ritalin, it was like somebody turned the lights on in my brain. But within a couple of years, I started getting tolerance to Ritalin, and it wasn't working as well. And when this happened, Kim, it was the first time I ever thought about my brain. It's not something that normal people think about, the health of their brain. But when the effect that Ritalin had on me was so profound, and when it wasn't working as well anymore, it scared me. And I decided I was going to find out how Ritalin worked in my brain and what I could do, if I could do anything. And I found out that Ritalin or methylphenidate is a dopamine a reuptake inhibitor, which means that it prevents dopamine transporters and receptors from attaching in your brain. So it, it provides your brain with more dopamine. But if the dopamine is not there, it can't work. So I figured, aha, how do I provide more dopamine? So I looked it up and I found out that L-tyrosine is a precursor to dopamine. And you can buy L-tyrosine. You can't buy dopamine, but you can buy L-tyrosine. So I started supplementing with L-tyrosine. 
and acetyl-L-carnitine to boost acetylcholine in my brain, and Ritalin started working again. And that worked like a charm for five years. And then I got really, really, really sick. And I ended up in the ER because my wife thought I was having a heart attack. And it turns out that my heart was fine, but I was severely hypothyroid. All of a sudden, nobody knows why. And everything melted down. Like, my life just melted down. I mean, my marriage was falling apart. We were broke because I lost all my business and we were getting further into debt. And I lost my memory. Like, I mean, really lost my memory. So much so that I went to a couple of neurologists who tested me for Alzheimer's. And they said, nope, it's not dementia. It's not Alzheimer's. We don't know what's wrong with you. And so my experience with Ritalin and L-tyrosine, I knew that there must be some way to solve this problem and to fix my memory. So I started doing the research again, and I found some things, and I started taking them, and I started getting my thyroid working again with natural desiccated thyroid, and I started getting my memory back. And it took me about two and a half years before I got things working again, and then I restarted building my business. And by that stage, I was just running a marketing company. I decided that I was going to do one thing because I couldn't handle a lot of things, and I decided on copywriting. So I started writing copy for natural health companies. And a guy in England has got a supplement company that produces a nootropic stack called MindLab Pro, and I started writing advertorials for him. And that was kind of like right up my alley because of the experience that I had with problems with my brain. And when I was researching all the ingredients in this product, he's got 11, I found out that it was very difficult to find information about this stuff. And that never occurred to me before when I was doing the research just for my own use. And I realized that there was a need for one central place in the world for people to go to if they've got a problem with their brain. And that was the birth of Nootropics Expert. And that was about three years ago. So incredible. You have me thinking in so many different directions right now. David, I have what I call chronic idea disorder, and I'm writing the book on it. (laughs) But I have ideas all day, every day. You know, I can barely take a shower without coming up with more ideas. And there have been times that it's extremely hard to focus. I've also had hypothyroidism since birth. Mm-hmm. But I want to back up a little bit in the conversation when you said when you started taking Ritalin, you said it was like a light came on in your brain. Now, I'm very intrigued by this because I had to tell you in 2008, I was sleep deprived. I hadn't been taking care of my thyroid. And long story short, I wound up in the mental hospital. Mm-hmm. And I'm not shy about sharing that. I was hallucinating. And I was suicidal. And they said that my thyroid function was like, they were surprised that I was alive because Mm -hmm. with the numbers that I was seeing, my organ been shutting down. I get that. I almost died. Yeah. Yeah. You had me when you were talking about that too. But what they did though was they had me talk to a psychiatrist who prescribed me Prozac, Wellbutrin, and Ativan, Mm -hmm. which completely numbed me. When you said that a light came on in your brain, I was scared for a moment because what I saw in my brain was just white, like emptiness. There were no thoughts there anymore. So I'd love for you to share, like, is that similar to the light coming on in your brain or was it just more in the line of clarity? For me, it was more in the line of clarity. Okay. That 
emptiness, that blankness that you're talking about, a lot of people try to achieve that state with meditation. Oh, not me. And <laughs> But if it happens and you're not expecting it, it can scare the hell out of you. It did. Yeah. My psychiatrist ended up firing me because I removed myself, which, listeners, I do not recommend that you take yourself off your prescribed medications without a doctor plan to do so. But I had had enough. Yeah. Actually, this comes up often. I get people that are on some medication and it's helped them. And, well, and they want to get off of it for one reason or another. So the first question I ask them is, did it help you? And the reason why I ask that question is because if we can find out if a prescription medication helped you and you don't want to take it and you want to pl- replace it with the natural substance, if that medication helped you, what is the mechanism of action of that medication? And then we kind of like reverse engineer it and say, okay, it affected dopamine or norepinephrine or serotonin in your brain, whatever it is. And then we find a natural substance that does the same thing that you can use, but without the side effects of using the prescription medication. So that's my most recent experience with prescription drugs and in, in clients. Yeah. So now you've got me curious then about thyroid medication, mm. because I've heard that there's natural, you know, remedies and such but that's something that i don't want to mess with again is my thyroid i'm not talking about a natural alternative i am so intrigued but if it's between trying something or winding up in the mental hospital again i think i know or you know what i'm trying to say i won't go down that road again yeah when it comes to thyroid it's whatever works yeah the thing about i've fired probably six endocrinologists, because when I was first diagnosed hypothyroid, they put me on levoxathyroid, which is synthetic T4. What happens is your body uses T3, and theoretically, the synthetic T4, your body converts that into T3 that your body can use. My body wasn't doing that, so I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker, and out of desperation, I started doing research, and I found out that before synthetic T4 or levoxathyrine, people have been using natural desiccated thyroid, which is basically freeze-dried pig thyroid since the 1800s with a lot of success. So I managed to get my hands on some natural desiccated thyroid. The one that I started with was made in Canada, and I'm now using one that's made in, I think it's made in Georgia here in the States. But that changed everything because natural desiccated thyroid provides the natural thyroid hormones just like human thyroid hormones and it solved my problem but it took a couple of years for my body to heal Mm -hmm. but that worked for me if synthetic thyroid works for somebody fantastic i say keep on doing it but if it doesn't natural desiccated thyroid has been used for 150 years successfully but endocrinologists don't know anything about it My TSH is almost negative, like it doesn't even show up. Mm. It's like 0.01 or something like that. And as soon as a regular endocrinologist looks at that, they go, you're hyper hyperthyroid. And I'm going, no, I'm not. I'm hypothyroid. So fortunately, in North Palm Beach, I found a naturopath that was willing to work with me and listens to my symptoms more than he reads labs. Yep. Yep and works with me and prescribes natural desiccated thyroid, which I've been on for, I guess, six years now, and it works fantastic. I just want listeners to know 
and then we can move on from thyroid. Hypoactive thyroid means underactive thyroid. Yep. And for those of us who are experiencing it, we might see hair loss, brittle fingernails, pasty skin. I'm going to go say hair loss again, just because that was really bad for me. Weight gain, lower metabolism, lack of focus. And that's just the beginning. I mean, there's, yeah, there's two columns. There's yeah. two columns of symptoms and I had three quarters of them. Mm. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nothing to mess around with. And especially when your body functions just start shutting down, it's pretty darn scary. And yeah. for me, I mean, I wasn't hungry when my thyroid is out of whack. I'm not hungry. So I'm not eating, but I'm still gaining weight. And that, you know. Yeah. The thing about thyroid hormones, you've got thyroid receptors throughout your body, mm -hmm. and it affects everything, including the gene expression needed for the synthesis of neurotransmitters. Mm. So that's the reason why your brain shuts down if your body's not producing enough thyroid hormone. You're challenging the C I got in biology and chemistry in high school today. I just, <laughs> I just need to put that out there. I'm like, okay, I remember and I understand a lot of the expressions, but I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to have to look this one up. Can I bounce back a little bit further? Yep. What is a nootropic stack? You said I could ask that and I never did, but I'm really curious. A nootropic stack is just a combination of nootropics that you put together that you take all at once. So you can get a pre-formulated nootropic stack like MindLab Pro, or there's a lot of them out there now because the word nootropic has started to gain. People are starting to learn what it is. And all the big companies, Now Foods and Irwin Naturals and Doctors Best and Gaia Herbs, a couple of months ago came up with three of their version of nootropic stacks for three different issues. But it's just a combination of supplements that work together in one stack to help you solve a problem, whether it's anxiety or depression or memory or whatever it is, ADHD. That's what a stack is. The first nootropic stack I ever bought was at GNC, and it's called Focus Factor. And they still sell it, actually. <laughs> it was the first one that I became aware of, and it's got a whole bunch of vitamins and minerals in it and a bunch of stuff that I still use, but in lower doses. But back 12 years ago, that was my first exposure to a nootropic stack before I even knew what the word nootropic was. I'd never heard of it before. David, for listeners in the States, I'm curious, does the FDA have regulations on nootropics or nootropics? Because I see a lot of benefits here, but then the FDA in general confuses me because, mm. you know, they regulate food and drug administration. Yeah. And maybe if they were helping us eat, you know, maybe if there were better policies on food, and I know I'm like speaking a this lot. This is a better. whole different conversation. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I don't think that it should be regulated. I'd rather see people using natural herbs and supplements than being prescribed more drugs. And I know I could probably get sued for that from, you know, Oprah got sued about beef. I don't want to be sued by, you know, some drug company, but... No, there's obviously a big fight between Big Pharma in the United States and dietary supplement companies. Uh -huh. It's really, really hot because the dietary supplement industry is in the billions and billions of dollars now. But dietary supplements fall under the category of food, and the FDA takes care of drugs. And so to get a drug approved, a company spends billions of dollars on research and getting it through clinical trials and stuff, you don't have to do that with dietary supplements. They're considered food. And the thing about the dietary supplement industry is maturing. 
And back in 19, can't remember the date, 1994, I think it was a DSHEA, the Dietary Supplement Act was passed by a couple of very wise congressmen to protect the dietary supplement industry so that people can keep on selling them without getting hassled by people like the FDA. But you still have to be very, very careful when you're writing about this stuff and advertising it. If I'm talking about something like CDP choline, I can say that it cures this and that and this and that. But if it's in a supplement that's being sold, I can't say that it cures anything. It's illegal. So you're saying that by itself, you can say that it does this, that, and any other thing that it supposedly does. If it's in a product, if it's in a bottle with a product name on it and it's on a shelf, you cannot put on that label or in the advertising that it cures anything. Wow. So for people who are listening and are like, and and I'm not wrapping up now, but I can see a lot of people thinking, okay, I want increased brain function. Where can I go get this? Is there a right way and a wrong way to yeah. get started with nootropic? Okay, you've got to say it because I feel like I'm slaughtering the word every single well, time. Well, what I found, I've been doing this long enough to realize that people, well, first of all, people are used to, they're conditioned to look for a one-pill solution. So if they're suffering with anxiety or depression or ADHD or something, they're looking for one pill that will help them solve that problem. And that's just not the way life works. Because there's usually a combination of things that are going on in your brain and your body that's causing whatever that problem is. So it's going to take more than one thing to solve the problem. But what was your question again? Is there a right way and a wrong way? Yeah. If I can throw another question in there really sure. fast. Sure, go ahead. Like, at least here in the States, you know, we have health insurance. We can go get drugs. But these are not prescribed. So it's out of pocket, and this could be controversial. Should they be covered under health insurance? Yeah, I think they absolutely should. Mm-hmm. Absolutely should, without question. But the thing is to just go back to your first question, Kim. The right way and the wrong way. The wrong thing to do is to try something, and if it doesn't work, to quit. Yeah. Because that's not fair. You're not being fair to yourself, and you're not being fair to the things that can work. Because in all likelihood, there is something out there that will help you solve whatever it is that you're trying to solve. You just have to have the motivation and be willing to look for it and to experiment enough until you find something that does work. And that's one of the reasons why I started Nootropics Expert, to help people figure this thing out. You can go to nootropicsexpert.com, and if you're dealing with learning and memory, for example, you've got a problem with that. You go to my post on Best Nootropics for Learning and Memory, and I explain to you exactly how memory works in your brain. Your hippocampus in memory, glial cells in memory, dendrites in memory, axons in memory, and then I go into neuroplasticity and how meditation affects it, fitness and exercise, ADHD stimulants, and then I go into the molecular biology of memory. And there's two reasons why, well, there's more than two reasons why I do this, but broadly speaking, The one reason I do this is I want people to understand why this stuff works. Because this is not just like a pie-in-the-sky kind of stuff. It's not snake oil. We know now, neuroscience is advanced enough now to know right down to the molecular level how memory works in your brain, for example. And once we know that, Then we've got a basis to work from so that we can find supplements that support that particular thing, right? But you've got to be willing to do that. 
You've got me so intrigued right now. That was not proper grammar, but you have me so intrigued. In my family, like my sister and I, we can remember the most obscure details. I remember the first phone number that my family ever had, and we didn't have that phone number after maybe the age of seven. I remember names and phone numbers of elementary school friends that I haven't been friends with since I was 10. I mean, that's 30 years ago, right? But my husband can't remember my birthday or our anniversary or the grocery list for that matter. Well, and the thing about memory is that there's long-term memory, which is what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. and there's also short-term memory and working memory, which are very different kinds of memory. And they work differently in your brain, very differently in your brain. But we know how they work, and we know how we can support each one of those, how we can support working memory and short-term memory and long-term memory. My long-term memory sucks, even though I know so much about this stuff. I'm not sure why. But my working memory and short-term memory is amazing. Now, I'll give you an example. We've got one of those magnet things that you get from Walmart that you put on the side of the fridge so that on note paper so that you can write down your grocery list, right? So right. When, before we go to the grocery store, we tear that thing off and we've got a list to remember what we've got. If I forget that and I go to the grocery store, I can remember what's on that list when I get to the grocery store. Amazing. Five years ago, I could not do that, but now I can. I can't tell you exactly why I can now, because I've done so much work on my brain to heal it and to fix it, but I did, and it works. And I am a testament that this stuff genuinely works. Now, you just said something that I find really interesting. I thought you couldn't heal your brain. You absolutely can. Your brain is a miracle. It's an absolute miracle about how it works. Probably about 20 years ago or so, we thought that the human brain lost neurons the older you got, right? Yeah. And the other thing is that you only use 10% of your brain. Right. That's not true. That headline came from some clinical study that was done about 20 or 30 years ago. And I'd have to go back because I don't even remember. Oh, I know what it is. This is it has to do with astrocyte cells. And let me read you one paragraph here from her, uh, one paragraph from Neotropics Expert. I'm looking at the astrocyte cell discovery of a memory prioritization published in the journal Neuron is particularly significant because astrocytes are glial cells, making up nearly 90% of your brain cells. Glial cells were once thought to simply provide support for neurons. And this is where the idea that we only use 10% of our brain comes from. That's where it comes from, Hmm. right? And I've got a link to the clinical study that shows where that comes from. But we know that that's simply not true. We use 100% of our brain, and our brain has got this amazing ability to heal itself. A brain-derived neurotropic factor that I referred to earlier is considered by one scientist as a miracle growth for your brain. If you can boost brain-derived neurotropic factor in your brain, you can heal your mood, you can heal anxiety, you can heal ADHD, you can heal, you can help prevent things like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. And nerve growth factor is another one. There are certain nootropics that boost nerve growth factor in your brain as well. But each one of these things works differently. And when you put them together in a stack, you can produce a miracle. David, I was watching a training a couple years ago, and it struck me hard is the best word that I can use because 
the doctor who will remain nameless was talking about, we've already done a lot of damage to our Mm -hmm. brains. I mean, the foods that we've been eating, the drinks that we've been drinking, we could be giving ourselves Alzheimer's just from the diet choices that we are making. And on both sides of my family, I have Alzheimer's, like really bad Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and dementia. So are you saying that I could theoretically course correct that or am I... Yes, you can. Wow. Okay, I'm intrigued. Now I want to go back then to the earlier question. For people who are curious and want to get started, what should we be looking for when we're out doing research? I mean, clearly we need to go to your website. But when we're about to start shopping, are there words or certifications or anything like that that we should be looking for to make sure that we're buying legitimate substances? I'm glad you asked that question. (laughs) Uh, one of the problems that we have in the dietary supplement business is there's a lot of shysters. And because there's so much money to be made, anybody can put something in a castle and sell it for something and claim that it does something. So I wrote a post. I think I wrote two posts on this on how to choose the best dietary supplement. And there are certain things to look for. Things like, remember that a couple of years ago, there was a headline that New York Attorney General accused people like Target and GNC and Walmart and Walgreens from selling supplements that had wheatgrass in them instead of what they claimed on the label? I don't recall that. That's a real problem. There are a handful of companies that we recognize as being legitimate, Mm -hmm. that know what they're doing, and test their product. They test the raw materials as it comes into their plant. They test it during encapsulation, and then they test it again after it's been encapsulated and before they ship it out to retailers. And they can prove it. If you ask for a certificate of analysis, they're willing to provide that certificate of analysis to show that what is on the label in their product is genuinely on the label because it was tested by a third-party testing house that said, yeah, what you're saying is true. Now, will the reputable companies post these on their websites too? Some of them do. Okay. Some of them do, and some of them you have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. But you can find this information. Every once in a while, you're surprised. Like Nature's Way, for example, is an American company who tends to sell. They're not discounted, but their price is lower than a lot of other companies out there. So you would assume that it's a lower quality product. It turns out that Nature's Way has got one of the most robust testing programs in the industry. And you find that out by going to their website. And they've got a part on their website that's devoted and shows you exactly what they do and how they test their products so that you know that when you're buying a Nature's Way product at Walmart, you're getting the real thing. The other thing that you want to look for is there are very few companies that produce products without any additives in them. And that's one of the things that really irks me because it's possible to do. I know that this company that I was talking about in England that kind of like got me started on this down this path produces MindLab Pro and Performance Lab that what's in the capsule is exactly what's in the capsule and they don't have anything else in the capsule. There's no magnesium dioxide or magnesium stearate or all of these other chemical names that you don't understand what they are and you can't even pronounce them that you see on a, on a label for a supplement, they don't have to be there. The reason why they're there is to do things like improve color of the product, to help the flow of the powder through machines so it doesn't stick, and to improve shelf life. Uh-huh. But it's not absolutely critical for it to be in there. You can produce a product, and this company in England has proven 
that you can produce a product that's pure with nothing else in there. So that's another thing to look for is what kind of additives are in there. A classic example is you go to any one of the big stores and you pick up something like Centrum, right? Right. A multivitamin for your kid. Right. The gummies, it's all synthetic. It's all chemicals. There's nothing in there. It's bad for your kid and it's bad for you. But you have to know what to look for. I wrote articles on the 13 vitamins that are critical for brain health and 13 minerals that are critical for brain health and how to choose the best multivitamin for brain health. And the articles explain exactly what to look for on how these vitamins and minerals need to be produced. And it's possible to produce them so that they're nature identical to food, right? Right. And the same thing with minerals. You can grow the minerals uh, just like the kind of minerals that you get from food. Most of these companies take the cheap way and use ground-up rock. Huh. And your, your body can't use the ground-up rock. Right. So this company that I was talking about, OptiNutra, they make Performance Lab and MindLab Pro. Other companies like Garden of Life and another one, New Chapter, and a couple of other companies actually go above and beyond what most companies do and produce products that are absolutely natural. Now, listeners, I can hear you wondering where you can get these articles. David, I would love to know if you would send me the links to any of the articles that you've just sent so I can put them in the show notes and be sending people back to your website. And by the way, listeners, if you're driving, if you're trying not to fall off the elliptical, if you're trying not to burn dinner, you can find all the links where to find David at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP584. I do not want you crashing your car because you're trying to write stuff down, please. <laughs> but yeah, would you mind sharing those links so I can make sure to put them in the show notes? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Nootropics Expert, N-O-O Tropics, like living in the tropics, nootropicsexpert.com yeah. is the website. If you just Google Nootropics Expert or David Toman, it shows up on the first page. If you go to the YouTube, you start typing in Nootropics, it shows up at the top of the search results. Wow. I've got 30,000, over 30,000 subscribers now and close to a hundred videos. So I've got a free book called Secrets of the Optimized Brain. It's 72 pages, I think, or 80 pages or something. This is a relatively small book that you can download for free. Just put in your email address and it has got about 75 or 80 of the most popular nootropic supplements that are used today. And it just gives a very brief description of what it is, why you would want to use it, and how much you would use. And then I've got another book, Head First, The Complete Guide to Healing and Optimizing Your Brain with Nootropic Supplements. You can buy that on Nootropics Expert. It's the first book like it that's been published since 1992, and that book is nearly 600 pages. Whoa. And I haven't got a hard copy yet. It's a download for Kindle or your Nook or whatever you use to read on. But it's a very, very common. I get lots of doctors and naturopaths and nurses that are buying this book all over the world. Mm. And they use it as a manual in their practice to help their patients. They use it as a reference. But it's written in plain English so that everything... Thank you. In each of the, in Head First and Secrets of the Optimized Brain and Nootropics Expert, everything is in plain English so that anybody can understand it. I've tried to keep my writing to the equivalent to a grade five education 
so that it's easy to understand. And it's all backed up by clinical studies. There's links to thousands of clinical studies for each one of the things that I've written about. David, I appreciate the fact that you did that so much. I mean, I can talk. I can't talk, clearly. (laughs) Positive productivity does not mean I'm speaking perfectly. I can talk about marketing at, you know, a very high level and start talking about analytics and where you get this and that and that. And I have to remember sometimes, especially when even just trying to share a win with my husband, that I need to take it down. And I Listeners, I am not trying to insult my husband, but then the same thing happens where he's telling me about game mechanics. And while I play games, I still don't understand what he is talking about. (laughs) So I so appreciate that you brought it down, or I even want to call it taking it up to a level where people who are not the experts can understand. Because if I wanted to hear doctor jargon, I would go to a doctor, but I don't want to. I want to learn how to do this. And by the way, if you ever get that in a hard copy, please let me know because I would be so fascinated. I'm already so fascinated. I'm talking to an agent, a book agent right now Fabulous. Um, about producing it as a hard copy. Fabulous. So could you share just one more time where listeners can find you online and connect? Yeah. Nootropicsexpert.com. N-O-O-Tropics. N-O-O-T-R-O-P-I-C-S. Expert nootropicsexpert.com and YouTube and yeah YouTube which is Nootropics Expert a very popular channel there I've got a Facebook page for Nootropics Expert and I don't spend that much time on Twitter but I tweet once or twice a week I'm not that active on it but I'm there it's super easy to find me fabulous David, you have been totally enlightening I just want to thank you so much for joining us today and I'm intrigued so intrigued. I wish I actually didn't have a call right after you because I would be digging into your website right now, but it will be on the list for tonight. But do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can share with listeners? If you've got a problem and you think that it's associated with your brain somehow, do not give up because it's possible to fix it. I mean, really don't give up. Go to NootropicsExpert.com and use the search function on it and just search for whatever it is that's bothering you. Or if you read something and you still don't understand and you've got a question, ask the question. There's no question that's too dumb for this because I just, I genuinely at this stage now just want to help people the way I was helped. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. (laughs) 